0: Episode 4 of the Grave Consequences Podcast. I am Caleb B, and that is where you can follow me on Twitter. Please follow the show on Twitter, at GC underscore cast. I am joined, as always, by the artist known as Maserati. Mm. Mazarate. how are you, my man? Doing good, how are you doing, man? Man, I am doing great. And uh, just a refresher, we are on to Season 1, Episode 4, and the title of the episode is thrill of the hunt but before we get into the before we get into the nitty-gritty and we start reviewing um what's what's your life been like this past week you do anything of note you know pick any new games up or anything uh well
1: work has pretty much uh destroyed me this week so it's probably not a positive note but
0: Mm. uh yeah um not a
1: great week for me (laughs)
0: not a not a great week for me either i'll be completely with you I'll, t- I'll tell you the details off air but um i did however and this is september 18th the day we we're recording the show uh two days till my birthday actually but um but today after work i actually because i saw the price point and i saw oh 33 dollars that's not bad at all for a game that just came out i took the plunge on wwe 2k battlegrounds Ooh. so i will I will have a review a mini review on that next week. Um they they tend to make good arcade games though, man. It's their Sims that are the problem.
1: Yeah, I, I if it's a if it's not like a regular 2K game, it could be good, but those 2K games, man, they're just god awful. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Far cry from uh SBR07 or definitely here comes the pain, but such is life. Um let's see here. I've I guess we've, you know, gotten through all the the uh, foreplay, So I guess we can just talk about the show now. <laughs> My first note here says uh, this is a sexy star promo. She refers to Chavo Guerrero as a stupid coward. She tells him next time I see you bring the chair. She said she's going to embarrass Chavo for what he did to Blue Demon, Kick his ass for what he did to Mas- Masquerita Sagrada. He says with the hands of a queen. I will finished the guerrero dynasty sure enough the first person to come out after this is the one the only Evilise Velez purely known as evil here in the show she says sexy star is sad she also says <clears throat> and this is worth worth noting for sure you're not the baddest luchador here <laughs> i am the best luchador here i'm also th- <laughs> also and this will live in infamy I am the baddest bitch in this building, and that's gonna stay until the end of her run on this show. Oh, uh, before the match, Sexy Star slaps Eveleth to get everything started. And
1: you know what? Uh, that slap was just like the slap that I saw at the beginning of the Thunder Rosa match on uh, AEW. Yeah, and <clears throat> there's a lot of controversy on that. And we were just—I was just in the group chat looking at something that jeremy posted about it some people are saying it's no big deal uh, i was wondering if those slaps were just not shoot slaps but they just agreed to like go full force and you know slap the crap out of each other which is fine and i went like, back in the,
0: uh, like a situation where like anyone who gets in the room with vader like they understand like oh he's gonna throw potatoes so i'm gonna have to throw him back like that sort of thing
1: sort of like that i mean like in new japan sometimes they'll they'll start slapping each other and it's just you know it has an effect you're like oh crap they're they're really slapping each other and uh yeah. i think you know as long as it's agree- agreed upon beforehand or at least you know that's what you're getting it's fine i mean I, w- I went back and i rewatched this match to see if you know uh if people were saying either ivelisse is sloppy or you know is she have a bad attitude and I, and I was talking to you about it i don't remember any drama between her and anybody on the show i wasn't looking for it like online uh, but I asked you yeah. about it, and you didn't remember anything. And they've interacted before on the show, I believe. Because uh, yeah. they're both... Thunder Rosa is Cobra Moon, who shows up in the later seasons. Um, yeah. I, 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 I saw that match on AEW, and, and I saw a few things that looked a little sloppy on Ivalice's, uh end. Uh, even mm-hmm. in, in this match, Sexy Star does a Hurricane Rana, which looks good. I forgot how good Sexy Star was. And then Eva yeah. Lise does this Hurricane Rana, and she barely gets her legs on uh, Sexy Star's shoulder. So, you know, I'm, I'm not sure if it's just mis- if it's just confusion over her being a little sloppy sometimes, or if she really is like, you know, I'm starting to think she she isn't going uh, into shoots. I think she just tries to look really uh, aggressive, and sometimes if you're a little sloppy, it can, it can actually just look aggressive. Like uh, I don't I don't think she's a Nia uh, Nia Jax by any means, but, mm-hmm. uh, but people are still talking about this.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, it seemed to have, uh, got wrestle Twitter into a frenzy. And of course, if there's one thing I love to see, it's wrestle Twitter in a frenzy. Cause you, you see the best takes in that time. Oh my um, God. Yeah. I, I've got no love for wrestle Twitter. And of course I plug my Twitter every time I'm on here because I want more followers, but, God, if I could disengage from Twitter, I absolutely would.
1: I that's why we don't give mine out, because I'm I'm done with WrestleTwitter. <laughs> wrestle Twitter. I, I want yeah. good takes. I I can't handle bad takes anymore. Anything it's
0: not even it's not even good take, bad take is just like tribalism with yeah. and that's with everything, dude.
1: <sighs> yeah, I can't I can't do it anymore. That's that's why I was talking to you off there. I was a little even hesitant to bring this up, but it's it's topical. And this match was good. I, we said before, yeah. like, uh, we forgot how good these matches were. I liked this match. It was a good yeah. match. Uh, there was only a and few that's... moments of awkward jankiness. And, that's, and it was on Lisa's part. She does a hair slam. That's kind of mm-hmm. weird how, how fast she does it. There's one part I was telling you about where she's going off the ropes to do a move. And it's an awkward edit. And then they're doing a different move. Uh, and I was asking you <laughs> if you remember that. I was paying attention to it because I wanted to... It's been a while since I've seen an Ivalice match. And I remember her being... You know, she's pretty good. Um, and I don't remember her ever being in trouble.
0: Yeah. One thing I noticed... And I thought the match was fine. But one thing I noticed on commentary is... Stryker just kind of uh, gives us some exposition. Telling us about a romantic connection between Evil Ivalice and Son of Havoc. And... It's worth noting we have never, to my knowledge, so far, not seen those two on screen together yet.
1: weren't they in a the tag match against Chavo and Sexy Star?
0: Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, man. Yeah, they they were they were, but no allusion to their romantic connection at that time. And that to me makes the most sense to make that connection then.
1: Well, we can edit this out if you want, but I'm pretty sure they did say they're a boyfriend. No. But-
0: no i want you I, if i'm wrong i want this kept in because i'm a i'm a man damn it and if i'm wrong i'm wrong such is life
1: i, I believe it was in passing it was like on com it was on commentary like oh that's and i could be wrong but i'm pretty sure they said that they're a boyfriend and girlfriend
0: that's hot um but it doesn't change the fact that son of havoc doesn't sound like uh doesn't have the lowest voice you've ever heard I swear. No, and I I still <laughs> hate
1: you for telling me that because that that ruins the illusion <laughs> for me. I thought he had like the I deepest you, voice.
0: I can't believe you heard that and you're like, okay, that sounds legit. Uh,
1: you're going to be surprised at how much I I fell for. I was I was a complete mark for Lucha Underground,
0: and I love it. I love <laughs> kayfabe. Brandy. So, and we're we're going to keep going, but I did have a question because I don't think I asked it before. When did you first start watching Lucha Underground? Was it like after aztec warfare or like when did you first start watching it every week it was right when because that was when
1: i was getting out of ring of honor uh Mm -hmm. because all the all the stars of ring of honor i i left uh wwe went to tna eric bischoff and hogan came and ruined tna completely (laughs) okay i I threw Mm -hmm. nigel McGuinness because he was becoming my favorite i started watching Mm -hmm. ring of honor but all their stars were going to wwe or Mm -hmm. somewhere else Mm -hmm. And it was the exact moment was when solo monster was reviewing the first grave consequences. Okay. Just from hearing about it, I was like, this sounds, this show sounds stupid. And I I finally tuned in. I was like, Holy crap. I, I couldn't have predicted what I was going to (laughs) get.
0: Yeah. Now that I think about it, we have had this discussion before, but, um, it's funny. You mentioned solo monster or solo monster reviewing grave consequences. So it sounds like you started probably the week or two after that episode. I yeah. started with the Grave Consequences episode, so we started watching around roughly the same time.
1: Yeah, I was probably like an episode or a week
0: behind you. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, also worth noting, at one point, Evelise has... Uh, she's, she's on the offense here. She's, you know, being methodical and, and taunting sexy a little bit. She says, oh, she's so sexy. She's so pretty, and then slams her face into the mat. Good stuff.
1: Yeah. It sounded good, and, and I think we should start a drinking game that any time Vampiro says a move is Krav Maga that's just roughhousing and just, you know, a brawl type <laughs> move, you should take a shot, because he calls anything that's oh, not like a martial arts move a Krav Maga. You put someone in, like, a, you start choking him, he's like, that's Krav Maga. That's I don't do Krav, Krav Maga. Maga. Yeah, I don't take Krav Maga, but I know all things about it, and I don't think, I, I, I'm going to doubt that Vampiro knows much about it. God, just because he lies about everything.
0: Yeah, he should have been more vague. Should have said like, "Oh, that's pancreas right there. That's pancreas Because who would have called him out? Like, Kin Shamrock and Killer Cross, no Pancrase, and that's about it. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, at one point, uh, she's fish hooking uh sexy star. Matt Striker, of course, the uh, the champion of women's progress that he is, says kind of hot, but also illegal.
1: He says, i he." I I don't know if you remember, but I I didn't notice this, but he says a lot of weird stuff. It's like you're into some. He's a horn dog. <laughs> yeah, he he would get in trouble nowadays with with some of his yeah. comments. Jr. needs him yes, to take he the heat would. off.
0: Yeah, yeah. Jr. should uh, Jr. should pitch for Matt Striker to get hired by AEW just to take the heat off of Jr. Like you had some suggested. suggested. What's
1: the name uh... What's the WWE announcer that got in trouble on Instagram? I forget his name. I can't I don't want to say what he said. Tom Phillips? Yeah. yeah, they should Facebook get him. Facebook
0: guy? Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'll take the heat off.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I like Tom Phillips. He's a great guy. Um finish comes after a drop toehold, which a fucking drop toehold into a roll up for sexy. Um that felt flat. Well, I like roll ups.
1: I like I like I do like lucha type of roll ups Okay. Like Sonata. Yes. There
0: there is a roll up later on that I love, I love throughout his entire run in the show. But I didn't like this one.
1: That's fine. It's it's up to I, I forgot the the drop toehold, hold, but it was kind of like a stealing win. Yeah,
0: well. like oh, like I shocked you. I I surprised you with this roll up. That sort of thing.
1: Yeah, and I, and I also I guess I didn't say this, but I should I. Do you remember I mean these promos are really good uh, Yes, they are on this show, and I don't remember them they had promos and they had skits, but I feel like they the, a lot of these wrestlers could have survived on just regular promos because they're uh, they're translated because they're in Spanish, but mm-hmm. they're really good like hers was good, I was like, okay, all right, and then there's some coming up in this very show that are good
0: I mean, you know maybe so, maybe so, but I, I like the uh, the addition of the skits as well. I think that helps flesh out the characters even more. Oh, I don't want to get rid of the skits.
1: I'm just saying in AEW, they need to let Pentagon talk more. That's all I'm saying. Yeah.
0: Oh, well, hell yeah, dude. Pentagon, yeah. okay, like, I am glad that the Lucha Brothers got an impact run because I feel like they have been sorely underused in AEW. Oh, my
1: God. Phoenix and Pentagon could be just single stars and it it, yeah i mean i don't have a problem with them being tag team because tag teams are pushed in aew but they're kind of you can
0: only push so many tag teams at the same time
1: and they're not really doing anything who are they feuding with right now
0: they've still got this uh they're flushing out this group thing with um kingston and the butcher and the blade but Who are they feuding with? Like, where are they? They're are not f- feuding with anyone right now. They're just forming the group. It's been a couple weeks,
1: but uh, yeah. I guess we should switch back to Glue Underground talk.
0: I, we should. We should be probably piss a lot of people off. I have not been pleased with AEW a lot here lately. Uh, there are some exceptions, but I'll keep. I'll hold my tongue. Um, As our hate mail for the week. <laughs> the, yep. Sure enough, hit me up on Twitter at I am Caleb B. I'll, I'll take the smoke um next up dario cueto confronting drago he says don't waste my time and hey we're gonna find out your worth because you're gonna face the debuting king cuerno and by the way for the uninitiated king cuerno is santos escobar aka el hijo del fantasma in nxt he is the current nxt cruiserweight champion as well
1: he's a cruiserweight yeah yeah he seems huge on Lucha Underground.
0: Uh, I mean, a lot of people who are actually small seem huge on Lucha Underground. Is he
1: small in NXT?
0: Uh, he's bigger than most of the cruiserweights, but he's not like huge.
1: Are he bigger than Finn Balor?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. that's low
1: bar. Yeah, I'm just trying to get a feel because you're right. They like uh, Mil Mortes looks huge. But you go to TNA and you see him in TNA, even though the gimmick sucks alone, he yeah. is dwarfed by uh,
0: with Abyss. the
1: yeah. yeah, Abyss makes him look like a child.
0: And freaking, uh, we'll talk about, like, the, and you'll know, you'll know who I'm talking about, I don't want to say his name yet, but uh, the guy who was growling at Dario last week, the guy behind the cage, mm-hmm. he looks huge on Lucha Underground. He's a freaking, he's, he, I think me and him are the same height, and I'm only 5'10". Oh, damn. Yeah, and he looks like a literal monster on Lucha Underground. But enough aside, we have Pentagon Jr. in the ring. He says, no one respects him in Mexico. Nobody thanks Mr. Cueto for for the respect. And he says, people will respect me when they see what I do to Phoenix. Next up, that brings about, of course, Phoenix and Pentagon Jr. This is a match of brothers, although not in kayfabe. My notes say too much to write down
1: yeah i th- i was thinking about this earlier i think we actually it actually is good if we don't give play-by-plays for the best matches like this because yeah. then we're ruining spots for people this well, is a phoenix not only that, it
0: just it yeah and it gives you it gives the listener incentive to go back and watch these matches on youtube and uh folks i will start tweeting these links out the day that we release these episodes as well just oh, for I'm sorry go ahead just for future references you know i mean the
1: only notes i took down were that it's crazy that this is a mid-card match because it's phoenix versus pentagon like you don't we didn't know back then yeah they they might not have known how big these guys would have gotten but another note i took was that i don't know if you got this but there it seemed to be one-sided it seemed like pentagon would get a move in here and there but the momentum would always end with phoenix doing the biggest move yeah um, and it, i think you should also take a shot anytime some, someone makes that claim about hooking the leg i've uh, we've talked <laughs> i've talked about this in the group chat i don't know if there's any like legitimacy towards that making it easier to pin someone because i feel like if you put weight on someone's shoulders it's harder for them to move their shoulder as opposed to like yeah your your hips off the ground if you lift if you hook the leg but you're not necessarily moving your hip, you're moving your shoulders. So I'd love for someone to tell me if I'm wrong, but I think the hooking... We right should,
0: um, we could ask Sure uh, Santos from uh, 8-Bit. Anybody, like I'm, I'm genuinely, I, I'm not
1: saying yeah. they're wrong. I'm genuinely curious if it is bullshit because it's been driving me, because you hear JR say, it, you hear Vampiro. He, Vampiro will say it so much in League <laughs> Underground that it'll drive you crazy like me right now. But uh, yeah, I want to bring that up because I'm genuinely curious what anyone else thinks. If someone can, if someone's a grappler, a wrestler, or a, you know, a judo,ku or you know, they do Brazilian jiu jitsu. If if you know anything about ground grappling and you know uh, the the mechanics of you know your your anatomy, like when you're on your back, it, what if hooking the leg in a pin makes it harder for you to kick out? Um, I know Jeremy said it's a legitimate pin in wrestling, but I the I'm wondering if it makes it harder for you to get your shoulders off the mat.
0: You know, now I'm curious, but I mean, I would, Jeremy seems like a guy to ask. And like I said, Sandy as well, but really anyone who's actually wrestled, they definitely be the people to ask on that one. Um, Yeah. I don't know. By the way. Yeah. By the way, Phoenix won again. So we have got two weeks in a row where Phoenix pinned Pentagon jr
1: i know he's uh pentagon is zero and two now
0: yeah and that's the thing like and these stories are gonna build don't worry folks pentagon is gonna become a star in lucha underground it's just we're still getting there and episode i'm gonna tell you the episode number episode nine you're gonna see a lot of transitions start to happen
1: Mhm. did you did it seem pretty one-sided to you though when you watched it
0: no, it didn't initially, but now that you mention it, yeah, I can see where you're coming from.
1: It just it seemed like Pentagon was just not... It was, it was a different flow to a match, where this, the, the, heat, the good guy seemed to get all the... He won all the major yeah. exchanges. Like They would do a sequence of moves. Pentagon would do something every once in a while. But then... Pen- yeah, Andy Phoenix kicked out of something.
0: the... Andy, and not only that, Phoenix, Phoenix kicked out of the Pentagon driver.
1: I don't remember that. Um, but yeah. I believe you
0: yeah <laughs> oh king cuerno vignette basically the the gist of it is you call me a predator i call you prey i am king cuerno
1: does he wrestle in nxt like he wrestled in lucha underground
0: like a surgeon like yeah. a very uh like very deliberate style yes yeah
1: i love Quin- king Cuerno's style of wrestling because it does seem he does seem like a hunter like when he does his dive it's yeah. faster, and it's like a torpedo. Like Vampiro even compares it to a bullet coming out of a gun. Mm-hmm.
0: That leads us right into... And it's funny you mention that, but that leads us right into Drago versus King Cuerno. The first sentence I have written down, Cuerno wrestles like a surgeon.
1: Yep, he's he's precise, he's fast, and he's strong. He, he mm-hmm. comes across like a... I'm not sure what a style was before this, but he definitely wrestles like a hunter it's, it's great when a gimmick bleeds into like the actual moves
0: absolutely and there was one point in the match this there i've only wrote down a couple of things on these matches here again more incentive for you the viewer to go back and watch these um at one point cuerno pulls the ref down by his hands to where he's like kind of like basically looks like a step stool and of course this comes back on cuerno because drago uses the ref as a step stool for a for a Rana, As you would. Yes, of course. It's like, oh, well, it's like a Jeff Hardy situation. Of course I got to use him.
1: I think I like this match more than I like the Pentagon and Phoenix match. As crazy as that sounded.
0: I know. I agree. Actually, I agree.
1: And the Phoenix and Pentagon match was like great. I, I don't know what I would rate it as far as stars because that's kind of. I either like something or I don't. But I'd yeah. say it's a, a must watch. And this I'm not a star
0: rating guy.
1: No, because it's kind of hard for me to kind of like judge it. But this, this was the best match of the show. But the Phoenix and Pentagon was very close.
0: Mm-hmm. The only thing that was
1: kind of corny was uh, at one point, there's one spot that was just silly when Cuerno was using the, the laces of his wristbands to kind of like uh, gash um, Drago's face. But Drago's wearing a full rubber mask. <laughs>
0: Yeah, come on,
1: come you, on. You kind of have to ask me to suspend a lot of belief to believe that's actually doing anything. It's You like to see you, the heel doing, you know, dastardly stuff, but the dude's wearing a rubber mask. You, you're yeah. not gonna. He's fine.
0: And this is the roll-up I was alluding to earlier because this is a legitimate Drago finish. He disorientates the crap out of you or disorients the crap out of you and then rolls you up. Like, rolls you up when you're confused and you can't even think to kick out because what the hell i just rotated like four times in three seconds and that's what drago won off of i don't even have the name of the finish actually written down
1: it's like a uh, tail of the dragon or dragon's Dale.
0: that sounds right yeah sounds right. and I it's the one time the and he and he
1: holds the leg and this is one where it actually makes sense to me how it pins you
0: because
1: mm-hmm. uh you're, you're bent backwards or something and you, you he's holding your leg so you can't get that momentum Uh, it's a good move it's a great pin and he does use it a lot it's a great finish because he's a smaller guy
0: yeah Yeah. so it makes sense that a smaller guy would have to use this in these situations
1: i wish more moves would be pin moves because it's wrestling like you're supposed to be grappling and that is the
0: the objective is to win by well any means but especially pinfall
1: pins i mean we have submission moves like it's you know you're used to slams and strikes i love strikes but it's mm-hmm. always refreshing when someone wins with a pin because it's like, oh, it goes that's how you win right away. Like
0: Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So uh we cut to before the main event, we have Prince Puma training in the back. Conan says, Hey, stay out of it. He ain't your friend, this ain't your fight. Basically the same thing he said before. <laughs> Weren't we saying
1: we were tired of these promos uh, last show?
0: <laughs> we were. We were, but there is a reason and Hell, and we'll talk about it later, but for the most part, Prince Puma takes his advice. He doesn't get involved here.
1: I know. I, I forgot that. It was it, He listened, and he's, yeah. he's busting his balls. He's like, you listening to me? And, yeah. Uh, he doesn't say anything, but...
0: Oh, that's the thing. That's the thing, folks. Uh, I believe... I don't know if Prince Puma ever talks in the show. Not a lot, if he does at
1: all. I think he does in the at least in the fourth season.
0: Third, because he went oh, in the fourth
1: okay yeah you're right you're right um spoilers but yeah he (laughs) he uh he does talk a little bit he's not a bad talker i don't think
0: yeah no he's certainly not even in wwe not a bad talker uh next up big rick and johnny mundo the old wwe special zeke jackson and john morrison um i wrote down that rick has two chains on and a cigar in his mouth that is amazing
1: Do we want to drop for the sponsor ad real quick?
0: Uh, you know what? Actually, that is a great idea. Support for Grave Consequences podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. That's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created and just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. The third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce manscaping accidents. Millions of balls are about to be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. Manscaping accidents are finally a thing of the past. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes, so you can take a longer shave. The water-resistant technology allows you to groom in the shower. Oh, boy. One of the coolest features is the LED light, which illuminates grooming areas for a closer and more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7,000 RPM motor with quiet stroke technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud, because this this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. If you are listening to me speak right now, I beg you, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours. Get 20% off and free shipping with code SUPLEX at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Once again, get 20% off and free shipping with the code SUPLEX at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code SUPLEX. So back to the main event then. Uh, pardon me. But again, two chains and a cigar. And he's wrestling in gym shorts as well. What a guy.
1: He's there to, to fight. He's not there to wrestle.
0: That's true. That's true. True enough. Um, also, for what it's worth, folks, uh, it may sound like I'm, I'm harping on him, but like Big Rick is going to become one of my favorite characters in the first season. Just give it time, and he may become one of your favorites too. Um, wrote down Rick is too powerful. They display that throughout the match. Johnny's too quick. At one point, Johnny gets ragdolled but lands on his feet. We cut to the back. Prince Puma's chilling by a locker, and then all of a sudden, Cortez Castro and Mr. Cisco attack. And then they interfere in the match, and it gets taken to a DQ. What do you think? Before we talk about the last thing of this show. What would you think of this match, man? It,
1: I, I know I said earlier the uh, Cuerno and uh, Drago match was match of the, sh- of the show, but this one could have easily been a two, and I, I forgot about it for a second there. It's it's a very good match. I love the fact that Johnny at one point actually brawls with him. There's an exchange where Johnny, like, punches him real quick and then does a back elbow, and it looks real, and it sounds – and I love the lucha snaps when they hit. Um, yeah it's it, john they, this match was all about portraying that Johnny can just he can fight, I think that was the whole point of this match
0: yeah absolutely, and yeah, that's the thing with this match because we don't get a straight up finish here uh we get a we get smas, and this was definitely here to drive a story home, but it didn't do it in a boring fashion, although compared to the other matches we saw on this show, I was not as impressed but I still thought this match was at least a little more than serviceable.
1: It had a lot of good spots, a lot of good striking. And you know, what? It's, it's worth noting that jump that uh, uh, Castro and Mr. Cisco do. It's quick and like, they don't yeah. stick around and just keep doing wrestling moves for like 15. Like sometimes when wrestlers jump other wrestlers, they spend a long time beating them up. And it's like, yes. you don't really need to spend that much time jumping somebody.
0: No. No, that's the point of jumping someone is that it's quick and you're out of there, you're out of the way, you're forgotten. Oh, uh, after the match, by the way, Johnny Mundo wins by DQ. I believe our first DQ in Lucha Underground history, but c'est la vie. Eventually in the the post-match scrum, Mundo gets the advantage on the heels, but of course the numbers are too much and the show ends with a book of Ezekiel, the uh, Uranagi through the table. And that's the end of the show. The heel stand tall again.
1: That's what happens sometimes when you're on your own.
0: <laughs> that that can be life. Yeah, exactly. You gotta you gotta have friends, man. At least one. Yeah, at least one, and may, maybe maybe two more with the big Rick involved. But you know, such is life. We didn't do it the last two episodes, and part that's partly my fault. But I do want to, you know, break out the old one to ten scale what would you give the episode four thrill of the hunt on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the best. Hi, right, seven, seven out of 10. That's, that's respectable. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go six and a half. I'm taking, honestly, I'm taking off half a point just for, I thought the finish of the women's match just felt a little flat and that's enough to take a half a point for me
1: yeah and it's i should say that when it comes to rating like i really i either like it or don't like it or it's good or it's great it's kind of hard for me to put it in numbers i if i were to do letter grades i'd give it like a b okay you might minus okay um, that's and, a rider what you gave the yeah i i think it's uh, it's it's i'd say it's above average uh but it's not perfect it's not like you must watch it but if you need to watch wrestling i would definitely recommend
0: this right now yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. And folks, these shows, and I've said it before, I thought like, okay, these shows just kind of mid until Aztec Warfare. They're not. They're getting better.
1: No, I feel like after every show I message you and I'm like, hey, do you remember it being this good? Because I remember starting at Grave Consequences and starting to watch the previous matches and going yeah. like, these aren't that good. It must, I guess it just got good at this point, but no, it's just... its I guess you shouldn't watch something after Grave Consequences. That might have yeah. been it, but uh, these these shows are, like, really entertaining. Like, I, I'm watching yes, it. Yes, they are. You know, sometimes, and it's controversial, but sometimes, you know, there, there's more story going on. It's, you know, I, I'm not going to say it's better or worse than AEW, but it's definitely a different type of storytelling, and it sometimes is refreshing.
0: Yeah, absolutely, man. It's one of the reasons I liked, um, shout it out, NWA Power last year, because the matches were short, but there was a lot of promos and a lot of story being told
1: nwa power was giving something different which was nice and refreshing um it's it's always good to be a little different Uh, i think um what was the show everyone was talking about that was more cinematic um they were all talking about i'm not sure if it was a ring of honor or an nxt thing or a i think
0: it was the uh, roh pure tournament they were talking about
1: i haven't seen it but that i I'm, i'm wondering if it seems more cinematic if they're doing more lucha underground stuff or if it's uh, to
0: me, it sounds like they're going like a more sports-based route with this tournament.
1: That's always good too. I like that. Yeah, I, I think wrestling I mean, you needs know, to be a little different in different promotions.
0: Exactly, exactly. And uh, I think you know if you can strike a good balance, not lean too heavily on one particular discipline. You know, be it between comedy, cinematics, sports, um, entertainment, whatever the case may be, find a good balance. Don't lean too heavily on one thing um that's that's my opinion folks we we thank you for listening greg is there anything i need to uh, get out of the way or have we uh, pretty well covered the bases
1: i think we covered we covered the whole show uh we covered the stuff of Eva Lise and the drama with her um no we talked we even talked about pentagon and phoenix and what they're doing in aew uh i think we've probably talked enough about aew on this show that i'm not sure if our opinions <laughs> have uh Pissed people off, but maybe we'll finally get some comments.
0: Well, you know what? If they have, then fuck them. But that—that uh, <laughs> that is a great way to ingratiate yourself to to listeners. Tell them to go fuck themselves. But yes. such is life, <laughs> folks. All kidding aside, we thank you for listening, and uh, God bless you, folks. We are not alone here on the Social Suplex Podcast Network. There are plenty of other great shows on here. None as great as ours, of course. But we have on this lineup a bivvy of great shows, including 8-Bit Suplex, Suplex, hosted by Sandy Gaviria and Josh McLaughlin, even though he hates me for some reason. We also have All Things Elite, hosted by Austin S. and my boy, my fellow Oki, Floyd Johnson Jr. Again, that's All Things Elite. That covers AEW, and it does it in a damn good way. We got Get In The Ring, DJ Cooks, great host. Also, he hosts a show called The Great Match Generator. And I believe uh, once or twice you've been on that show, if I'm not mistaken, right, Greg?
1: I was on the first one.
0: We've also got Grown Men Watch This Shit. Again, that's James Vanderbeek and Chris Bryant. Two great guys, in my opinion. Another show, uh, New Japan Centric, Keeping It Strong Style, hosted by Jeremy Donovan and the young boy Josh Smith. A couple of great guys, in my opinion. Lo- loads of great people on this network. If you If you notice the theme. Also, of course, we got the OGs of Social Suplex. We got One Nation Radio, hosted by Rich Latta and James Boyd, every Sunday on the network. We've also got the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Last but not least, I love those guys. They're my homies from Scotland. Ricky, you are one handsome devil, and you guys put on a great podcast. And always remember to listen to the Grave Consequences Podcast, or there will be Grave Consequences.